and welcome to the sitcom sit down. I'm a John. And so am I. It was my choice today, wasn't it? It was. We're going to be talking bottom. Indeed, which is usually his choice, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Do you know, in the planning of this, you just couldn't resist any kind of innuendo <laughs> of a messenger. Which, by the way, as much as I'm like blaming you, I think one of my messages is something like, I'll bring the lube and you bring an open mind or something like exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. yeah so we couldn't help Johnny, ourselves. With that kind of talk, you're going to turn me on, aren't you? Yeah. And uh, look, some of the writing in, in bottom, and we do need to talk about the right, but it did sort of a few lines where it's just like everything it says, no, it's just a way my trousers are just <laughs> like that. I did, it made me think of you. There is Not because of, you have a lot of erections, but I just mean the kind of... Not um, these days, but there, yeah, there's, there's a fair bit of innuendo. <laughs> right up my street. So, okay, well, for anybody who doesn't know Bottom, it is a BBC sitcom, free series from 91 to 95. Now, I think that's one of the reasons why I picked this, because the, between 91 and 95, I was 11 to 15. Uh, so yeah, I was... Yeah. Uh, Juvenile in every sense of, of the word, and it, maybe that's why this juvenile show really shook a chord with me. And it'll be kind of your Monty Python, yeah, in a way, because like 10 years hence from this was The Young Ones, which yeah, was kind of a predecessor of this, yeah, and 10 years after this, The Inbetweeners, and yeah, yeah. things like that. And it's the one, it's the thing that you and your mates watch that your mum mom and dad don't get or think yeah. it's too rude. But I think I watched this. With my mum and dad, oh, I meant to ring them on the way to the recording to check this fact. I'll have to do it afterwards. You maybe did. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I did, but it also seems very unlikely. Well, you never know. Bottom starred Rick Mail as Richard Richie Richard. That is quite hard to say. It is quite hard. I mean, fancy me doing that on the first take. It there. is a hard one, John. And Aid Edmondson playing Edward Elizabeth Eddie Hitler. That's true. <laughs> so, someone named one of the episodes said any relation, and he says yes. <laughs> Do you know, in researching this, I found a fact that although Aid Edmondson is nothing to do with Hitler, apparently his dad was called Adolf. And then I couldn't find it anywhere else. I think someone just made that up. Yeah, I think somebody has probably. <laughs> Damn you, internet. <laughs> it is a chaotic, nihilistic comedy um, featuring a lot of slapstick. Absolutely. It's a bit different to some of the other ones we've covered on the sitcom sit down for many reasons. It is different. I mean, that's what we did was Frasier. And this is different, <laughs> different in many ways. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> again, as I picked it, I feel like it's kind of I brought it down to my level. So again, for anybody who doesn't know Bottom, it's very, very silly. I think it's fair to oh, say. Oh, I'd say so. I'd say so. So, how yeah. have you found it watching it back, John? How have I found Bottom? Yeah, it's funny what you say about it being like silly when you kind of still find yourself instead of going along with it. Sometimes, like when there, there's an episode Gas where they end up, um, one of them ends up in bed with the next door neighbour, Mister Rottweiler. Yeah. And I found myself thinking, well, surely he'd wake. <laughs> <laughs> I remember being really, sh- I remember being really stressed about that. Like, who gives a shit? <laughs> when I was younger, and I was just like, yeah. I was just like, how is he? How is he not realised? <laughs> There's a man in bed with him. Yeah, you can't overthink bottom. No, can you can't really. You know what I mean? You've accepted the fact that he's managed to, you know, Nick, next door's gas <laughs> somehow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, why haven't they woken up? I don't get it. But, you know. Gas is one probably the most famous episode of yes. Bottom. It's actually it's only the second ever episode, and the, the, that the thing about Gas Man, Gas Man, yeah. Gas Man. I remember um, the Gas Man coming round yeah. when we were teenagers, and it was uh, my, my brother's best mate, Mike Featherstone. 
<laughs> for some reason answered the door. And it's only quick as well. He got me the meeting. He was just going, gas man, gas man. He was just like, come on in for a fine cup of cold tea and stuff. And I just wonder how many times that happened to the gas men in the oh, 90s. Oh, they will have done. Yeah, absolutely. Especially like kids of a certain age who have to reenact everything the next day. You know, it must, it must happen. <laughs> and I've still got a line from that episode that I use routinely. Um, it's probably not a, an obvious choice, but there's a bit where when they go into the uh, Rottweiler's flat. Played by Brian, Brian Glover. Glover. Yeah, yeah, Brian Glover yeah. Did you uh, get the connection between Brian Glover and Rick Mayo? No. I thought you might have got that you're good at things like this. They were both in the slaughtered lamb in American Werewolf in London. Wow. As customers. So wow. that's how they'd met. Rick Mayo casting with well, anyway there you go listener whilst uh, whilst Richie's in bed inexplicably not being identified this is such a pair they just knock the wall down as yeah, well yeah they, they knock the wall down to get into the room he gets into bed with them um, and Rottweilers are heavy sleepers yeah they're incredibly heavy sleepers yeah. but yet when he does wake up instantly has sex quite like that idea yeah, yeah. but while that's going on <laughs> Eddie is in the kitchen just eating all of the food, even though there was a, really a bit of a hurry, and he's having this feast. When the, the gas uh, catches fire and explodes, he kind of wrecks his cabinet and just smashes all of the crockery on it. Yeah. And then he just puts one little teacup back on and just goes, no one would ever know. <laughs> and that line I use, when, we, when I'm at home, if we break something, so if I break a plate, I just kind of like cobble it back together. And I always go, <laughs> no one would ever know. And he's just like, I mean, that was from 1991. Yeah, Years ago, yeah, 30 years, years ago. I'm still saying that. I mean, 30 years' time, I still probably will. Absolutely, why not? But that's the other weird thing. You still think of it as fairly recent. It's 30 <laughs> fucking years ago. Just yeah. mad. No yeah, way. three series on the BBC, and then BBC axed it, and then they reinvented themselves with the live show. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Island and, and, and so on. And that, again, coming back to the, the 90s, period of time with me it probably was still VHS's or it might have been DVD around that time where people would go oh, I've got the new bottom live shirt and we would just as a group of mates sit and watch it yeah exactly so for, for lads particularly our age ideal as well and it's perfect yeah you know, that, like the, I said like the young ones was for me it's, it's, it's very much well it's obviously it's the same stable isn't it mm-hmm. you know it's the same same people my oldest son he I introduced him to bottom at the age of 12 <laughs> keep that quiet if I were you if social services are listening and he enjoyed it he said well, he enjoyed it in fact, I, told, yeah, I, think that's a fucking I, I told him that I was um, going to be doing bottom of you tonight and he said oh do you remember when we, we used to uh, well he did say when we watched that together because of course we were watching a TV show I don't know what you know I, I think the fact he enjoyed it won't make it stand up in culture <laughs> uh, do you know you would have you you would have latched onto that line there I'm just trying to distance myself from the whole rape, oh, raping my son line that you're going down here I I'm just not going to go for paedophilia notwithstanding um, <laughs> no it's, it's no I was only joking obviously I'm trying to keep it light yeah, I mean that, that lad's grandfather is our only listener oh god I'm ever so sorry Mr Gilbert <laughs> I've completely lost my thread now. What was I talking about? Oh, I, oh, I think I was being all nostalgic and it happy. sounded terrible though. And, uh, but this is one of the reasons why they called it bottom, so you get stuff like this. This is, you know. This is what it's but they wanted about. to call it your bottom. So, <laughs> I enjoyed your bottom last yeah, night. I, like yeah, I saw your bottom last night, and um, apparently uh, Alan Yentoff kind of blocked that. But even if you look at the. Miserable bastard. If you look at series one. I know they said season one then. If you look at series one, mm. like smells, gas. <laughs> So, 
at accident there. Yeah, I'd not say bottom contest. Am I being naive there? Sorry. Is that a, bottom con- oh, right, I'm with you. Just who's got the nicest. Bottom nice, contest. Yeah. Wow. Bottom apocalypse. <laughs> Real of the year. Yeah. Just shows the kind of juvenile nature of it. And you mentioned Absolutely. briefly, I think, the, the young ones. Rick Mail and Aid Edmondson um, did other things as well. I didn't really watch um, Filthy Rich and Cat Flat. Filthy Rich and Cat Flat. Um, no, I think they've been out and like that one. But it wasn't something I really got into after the young ones, mm. I must be honest. But I mean, they've been playing characters or similar characters to this since university, haven't they? But 76, I think they were at um, Manchester Uni. I'm trying to think, 20th Century Coyote, I think was the name of that. Yes. And um, I remember they used to do the Dangerous Brothers. Yeah. And, Obviously, uh, Rick and Vivian and the young ones wasn't dissimilar. So mm. they've, they've been working on. I mean, you can tell they work a treat, mm. don't they? The way they, they knock hell out of each other and the way they interact. Like, you know? Yeah, I read somewhere that the bottom came out of them um, when they were waiting for Godot together. Oh right, and yeah, like yeah. Planning it from that, which yeah. is interesting because um, Wait for Godot is like a double hander, and yeah, really, bottom is most of the time. Yeah, and some of the most famous episodes is only the two of them in it. Yeah, um, yeah, but they do go, they do venture out sometimes. Although in a, in preparation for this, we'd say we watched Break from season. I didn't really do it again. Series from three. Series, so is that from series three? Series three. I think it's episodes three, series three. Yeah, um, with the promise of going on holiday to Doncaster. Yeah. They still never left that fucking flat. <laughs> I must put it because I think I re- I watched some like three <laughs> three episodes back to back. That was kind of a hard work, and I don't know if it's because the the flat just brings you down. <laughs> It's a bit like The Simpsons. I know it's funny in the back. I can't stand looking at the yellow bastards. I really can't. Um, so now we're in half of that flat. Was I'm not going to stitch you up on the edit there, don't we? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah. I got the sense, John, that you weren't enjoying Bottom as much as I was. <laughs> you did go in dry. No, I'm, I'm, I did, no, I did enjoy it. I thoroughly enjoyed it, but I said I could just watch... I won at a time. A nice half yeah. hour, um, just load of nonsense. Some, there's actually some very, very funny lines in it. Some very funny lines in it. Um, and the, the way they interact, the slapstick, the violence, the, the meaningless, needless violence. <laughs> I mean, even like the... Because you're laughing at them, aren't you? Not with them. So like the, even like the casual misogyny. Every, every, every woman's a bird. Yeah. You know, which, which almost jars these days. Yeah. And um, I don't know if you noticed, I was talking to one or two people about, about this who didn't seem to think anything much of it, but something that did kind of jar with me, maybe because of the way we are now when it's... Some people are uber-work, aren't they? But when they, they think they've killed the gas man, spoiler alert, it's only been on the go 30 years and such <laughs> shit. Um, they think they've killed the gas man and they try and flog his body to the kebab shop across the road. <laughs> they ring him up to see if they'd be interested. But they, they don't need it because they've got enough meat for the night because his Alsatian's just been run over. And I, I kind of wondered now how that would go down. You know just what, racism. The, yeah, yeah. The out and out racism, I guess. I didn't take it as that. I thought it was quite funny. But it's just, in the, the current sensibilities, you wonder how it would go. Yeah. I agree with you. I still think they might get away with it because this is because they're fucking idiots. Because, because there's nothing redeemable about these characters. Oh no, no, right? no that's it. And just, it, it just occurred to me that yeah, man you're right. Like the, bit, the, yeah. the misogyny and and actually as it, as it goes on, I mean, like Richie is just um, so horny about losing his virginity. He would have sex with anything. I mean, it's the whole thing break about wanting to see Desmond Lanham's cock. Oh, oh god, yeah, he lifted his fridge up to so just doesn't make any sense. 
Um, but yeah, yeah, they're so the reviews are so appalling. Absolutely, they're, they're, yeah. But what's Rich, Richie in particular? I mean, they're both great characters, but yeah. but they have like flashes of brilliance all of the time and real strong general knowledge on the most obscure <laughs> things. And like, but Eddie sometimes is illiterate, and then sometimes he's like a genius inventor, and sometimes he's illiterate. But of course, in Gasman, he's writing in the man's book, and like he just <laughs> yeah. it's like they're just so inconsistent. But that's oh yeah, there's no really consistency good. of character. Yeah. They just do whatever fits the gag or the you know. Yeah, but, and but, the relationship between the two, although it's completely stupid, and in yeah. the, in Break, for example, he chainsaws his legs off, and oh, they die. In fact, they die at the end of the series three to get shot by the SAS. But then, but but then they're back for the stage. It's about in the sense that it's got no sense of reality. What I've almost made myself a little bit sad whilst watching it because there are people who. Do live like that, you know, like the yeah, Dave yeah. Hedgehog and Spudgun and Spudgun, yeah, Dave Hedgehog. Because there is still this. I mean, a lot of people say, "Oh, yeah, it's a political satire and so on," and it's really, really clever. I'm not sure it is. I think it's ninety percent silly and ten percent kind of making a yeah. making a point. As yeah. much as I love the show, let's not give it too much credit. But there's stuff about DHSS stop the money because they've got eleven pound eighteen savings. Yeah. <laughs> Around, I think it was around the time the major government kind of began, and it was like, oh, yeah, it's and, and obviously Rick Mail in particular is very political, absolutely, uh, yeah, yeah, com- comedian. So some of Richie's little rants, he does, he does sort of like go into that field. I know mm. there's one where they take over the the shop downstairs, they have to yeah. look after it for the guy. And there's one rant there where he's he's kind of you can see there's some sort of point making going. I can't remember exactly the spiel, but mm. he's trying to make a point at the same time. I think, but it feels probably this is just the stuff that. Rick Mail and Aid Edmondson found funny. So oh, it's like, we like a bit of a political rant, but we also like the sound effects of poking each other in the eye. Oh, and absolutely. So. Yeah. And, 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 and Mail, amazing energy hmm. and physicality with you know some of the stuff that he does. Because he used to bring that to uh, Black Abbott when mm. he was Flash Art. Yeah. It just stealed the suit. Because like, obviously, uh, Rowan Atkinson had that more laid back sort of, you know, hmm. sarcastic. You know, um, kind of um, delivery, whereas he just came in like a, you know, hurricane, didn't he? Yeah. And would like steal the scenes, get round yeah. of applause for that to every line, and then just yeah. go again. And he he brings that energy to to bottom, and it works a treat. I'm gonna go as far as to say this: that done only fools and horses with David Jasons, and we've done yeah. uh, Faulty Towers with John Cleese. I think that Rick Mail is the greatest comedy performer of the ball. It was pretty. It was pretty amazing. I've got to be honest. It's pretty amazing, and to the point where you said earlier about oh, it's got some clever bits in bottom. Again, I'm not so sure it has. I just think that this. <laughs> so we got to get through a podcast without saying good actors. Good it actors. Is, yeah, yeah. But bottom wouldn't work. And as much as Ed Edmondson's yeah. great as well, absolutely. But great foil. It just wouldn't work without yeah. Rick Mail. You can yeah. imagine anybody else doing it, and it's just. Yeah. And it just makes me laugh, just his faces and his noises and that kind of, and stuff like, it's just, because he's a, he's a, he's a grotesque. Oh, and absolutely. It's, he's so superb. And when he did a similar kind of character, have you ever watched Man Down? Yes. He, yeah. yeah. When he, he plays Greg Davis's plays dad. Greg Davis, yeah, and he's yeah. brilliant in that yeah, as well. Yeah. What is interesting researching this um, was, I'll be honest, so when, how do I put this? When a famous person dies, I don't want to sound like I don't care, but it really doesn't bother me. But when Rick Mill died, 
it's the saddest I've ever been for somebody I've never met. Really, yeah. To to yeah. Uh, to have passed, and when you go online, I think it's only eight years since he since he died. Yeah, he'd be early sixties now, I should think. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's not that it's not that long ago, but people are still saying what I've just said, or probably more articulately. <laughs> so I just I was so crushed when Rick Merle died because it was just so show. alive and so much energy to to have it into was, somebody. No, he was as a, a person force of nature. As they he say, his, yeah. yeah, he had his. Issues and stuff yeah. like that, but so there's a good story about him leaving his pregnant girlfriend because his other pregnant girlfriend <laughs> told him that she was pregnant. I didn't well, know that, but he did stay with her and they, had, they got married and had kids together until until he passed. But yeah. he wasn't like he's not my hero. But we should probably mention on the podcast now if you can hear music. Um, yeah, he's not in a deliberate tribute to um, to Bottom and the way that they live, but right now. We're not in our usual studio. We're downstairs because studio. there is a. We do. It's a studio. Yeah, converted bedroom. But we're actually in the living room because there's a choir singing upstairs. We've no idea how they got in here. So, so there they are. He's, so Ian has moved his pants, which were next to me earlier yeah. on, but he's left his socks on the radio. There they are. Absolutely. Painting so, a picture for you here, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. This is this is us roughing it. Yeah. Um, one of our standing questions is: Would you like to live in that world? I'm going to guess your answer. No, you wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. No. I can't bear to look at that flat on the telly, let alone live in it. No, I mean, you know, who'd want to, uh, really? The, the thing about them is, I mean, as you said, they are grotesques and they're horrible people, really, aren't they? But a bit like the other monsters we've mentioned, I always mention this, like your Basil Fawlty and Rigsby's, who are monsters. You kind of root for them. Mm. You still want them to do all right. I really, wanted, I mean? really wanted Richie to get laid. Oh, yeah. That, that be, episode with the... Um, the potential though, aristocracy, or and yeah, and he's, he has a heart attack just before he's about to have sex. <laughs> I get, I remember being devastated for him. It is, it is the frustration, isn't it? It's the frustration. Oh no, so near. But of course, if he did, then that's a lot of the show gone, isn't it? Because mm. the dad of him in this this terrible virgin, and mm. any woman who doesn't like him has to be a lesbian. Mm. You know what I mean? Has to be. Mm. I think that's how they opened the first episode when they've come back from the pub and bloody lesbians quite probably I, I, yeah I can't remember but but yeah you're right the, and that's the, again the, the cleverness in the acting and I, let's give it some credit to, to the writing as well I'm not fully down on the writing but for you to root for these guys who yeah. have zero redeeming qualities although yeah. there is some really nice bits in, in Break there's when they're excited about going on the holiday and like he's like a child oh, uh, yeah. oh, which, honestly but, that's when his energy was unbelievable yeah. some of the things that the faces and oh it was amazing but in that episode, Eddie goes along with it, and they're having a lovely time until, and they're trying to get fit for the holiday or whatever, oh, and then, and then he betrays him at, at the <laughs> and leaving his head trapped under, his, and then a bird, a bird, uh, a bird cl- climbs out of the fridge freezer and inexplicably wants to go <laughs> with Eddie. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. They did sort of question growing up again when I was getting into alcohol, um, but yeah, I didn't try the drinking the. Old Spice and things like that, but yeah, it wasn't a very sympathetic portrayal of alcoholism. Not really, no. I did <laughs> mental I did illness when, when, when um, Eddie got sent to find out how far the bus station was, <laughs> and he took his darts with him <laughs> and came back three and a quarter hours later, which I thought was magic. <laughs> Pissed. I like the Christmas episode with gold frankincense and grr. No. <laughs> Watch that one. No, but I shall do. Now I know about. Yeah, I do agree with you though that it's not one to binge watch. 
Um, can we, yeah, I watched I found, two in a row, and that was I must. I found myself kind of like flicking around on the internet. And, yeah, I started looking at me phone because it's just kind of. Um, it's not that it's not brilliant. It is brilliant, but just these half an hour bits of madness. It just mm-hmm. creates. Perfect. It's actually thirty five minutes, I think. So it's it, it was, you get the full whack because yeah, yeah, some episodes, some comedies only come to twenty two minutes mm. or something. Whereas it's the full half hour, definitely. Yeah. Um, what he did make me do the other thing was mm-hmm. next time I go to a fancy dress I want to go with somebody as Richie and Eddie it made me just, just the iconic uh, suit and the white shirt and the the tie and the pin tie I mean like, they're just always quite smartly dressed actually yeah, yeah they all, yeah they have yeah he always has a suit on doesn't he yeah he only then, ever wears the, the suit apart like from wearing like the there's, there's some like Bermuda short scenes and things like that yeah your oh, shorts um, just reminded me of the shorts that Richie had on so tight you couldn't see him <laughs> and then he got him off with a blowtorch sorry it just reminded me of that. but the, yeah the tolerance for pain is quite stunning oh it's unbelievable and uh, you never see them having to re- repair the uh, kitchen window that <laughs> <laughs> they go through it almost every yeah, episode it's like weekly isn't it? one of them goes through it well yeah. Richie goes so John you got a fact bomb for us I've got a fact bomb. Um, it's probably something that maybe the world knows about and it's just passed me by because that happens to me quite a lot. <laughs> but at university, Ed, Adrian Edmondson, his nickname was Eddie Monsoon, which apparently, presumably to do with Edmondson, Eddie Monsoon, which apparently he used to use as a stage name. I don't know if it was um, when they were the Dangerous Brothers or something like that, or some, at some point with... And of course, it's Jennifer Saunders, his wife, in absolutely fabulous, her name was Eddie Monsoon. Oh. So she must have nicked his old nickname from university and used it in her own sitcom. Oh. And I never knew that. That's passed me right by all these years. I didn't know that. I don't think that's something that everybody knows. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> what about you, Mr. Gilbert, listening at home? Did you know that? I think it's stuff like, sort of that everybody knows. It's like the moon and the sun, it actually isn't <laughs> the same thing. And. Don't chop your dick in a door unless you're in bottom. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Never wipe your ass with a broken bottle. Yeah. That's what my mother always used to say. <laughs> Good bit of wisdom there. A fat bomb and some sound advice. Well, you know, I mean, would like to provide a service. Is there anything better to wipe your bottom with than the traditional tissue? Certainly not that stuff we used to have at primary school. Uh, um, yeah, we used that, to just spread it. That green... It was yeah, kind of like a greaseproof paper, yeah, kind of. yeah, non-absorbent <laughs> smear thing. Yeah, I've got a little fax bomb. Oh come on! From you. Do you know that f- didn't have the word "fuck" in it? They said it in series three, but it was bleeped out. The BBC didn't want swearing in it, as though that would be <laughs> bad for the BBC's reputation. Well, yeah. Had they never seen the show? I was gonna say, yeah, the bleeped fuck out. Yeah. But it was like, Eddie, Eddie, you bastard, all of the time. And that's what, just <laughs> yeah, call yeah. each other bastards. And refer to women as birds. So, so. Uh, oh, I don't know if you can hear this, listener, but the, the choir are hitting some really high notes right it's now. It's beautiful. Yeah. The um, the slapstick fighting that they do in bottom... Oh, that's what I was talking about before we were interrupted, is whether yeah. there was anything else like it. I was saying, you, you've got, like, your some mothers do have them, and you've you had know, Charlie Chaplin and Buster Keaton. As, yeah. But I can't think, unless it's like some of the elements of the young ones, for example, of yeah. any sitcom that is quite so violently silly as this until cartoons came along. And then you've got it in Family Guy oh, and you've Family got it Guy. in 
yeah, South Park and, and, and The Simpsons and Rick and Morty, where they just they do that slapstick kind of visual Absolutely. comedy. Yeah. But Bottom, which was really like low tech, but the stunts was the bits that made it impressive. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny, yeah, when you, when you say low tech, because when you look back now, some of them are really clunky, aren't they? Some of like the so called stunts. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, whether they attempted some sort of camera trickery. But anyway. well, I don't think they did. I think they just. I mean, the cameras, there's some pretty strange camera angles in it. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. They've worked their way around it somehow, you know. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, absolutely. There's a great device as well that, that, that Bottom uses that Family Guy and people like. When it's like, for instance, when they were smashing the gas man <laughs> all over the place, the fact they kind of hit him for too long. It's one of them where you think, right, all right, he's had enough. And it gets to be not that funny, but they hit him that long, it starts to be funny again. And I noticed yeah. they, they do that device in, in Family Guy. When, when he's fighting the chicken. Them. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever. I've seen it a few times. When just the, the punching goes on too long until it's funny again. And I just think that's magic. It's yeah. just getting the timing right. But yeah, the, I mean, there was no need for the punishment the gas man got. No, but even that, so <laughs> the gas man, I mean... He doesn't die, but for all intents and purposes, they murder him, and then and, well, they, and they want to eat his cock. Right? Well, what we're going to do? About twenty-five years. Yeah, eat his yeah. cock. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, Rick Rich actually says, "Hang on, he's my bird." <laughs> Some argument over the kiss of life. <laughs> they threaten to put Sue Carpenter's photo on his face, so it's like more appealing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> they just, they just laugh, really. No, even like um, Dave Hedgehog and Spudgum. Yeah, um, they're they're frightened of Richie. Oh, she's here, kind of thing. And <laughs> they just think that he's just dangerous. And he's like, oh, "That's another one I still use." <laughs> I remember this at school um, with uh, kids in my class and my younger brother coming with his friends into my class and just went, "Oh, so John, so these are your great mates and stuff like that," and then just started like picking on. The geeky kids from my class. <laughs> oh. no, so that was all about being a school kid. You'd find your comedy that was yours and then you'd be quoting it the next day at school. Yeah. And it's I guess like a rite of passage. Yeah, and I guess growing up a little passage. bit then, so when Guest House Paradiso, the unofficial film version yeah, yeah. Um, of, of Bond where Eddie's surname isn't Hitler, it's some long-sounding, African-sounding name, <laughs> but... I, was, some, I enjoyed that, but not as much. There were some starry people in that, I seem to remember. Yeah, I mean, it was a proper... I didn't go to the pictures, so I just don't think I was in a pictures kind of... Frame. I was at university then, I don't think... That would have been a waste of money. I could have been spending that on casual <laughs> super strand or something. But yeah, the, by then it was probably past its peak for me. Richard Twat was, <laughs> was, was Richie's name. And you know, he still had the same middle name, Eddie Elizabeth... Ndingo Bamba. Because <laughs> that's not offensive. Uh, unsurprisingly, on this piece of paper I've got in front of me, because I didn't remember that, they are effectively the same characters <laughs> running a grotty remote guest house next to a nuclear power plant. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. I do remember that film, and I, I, again, I liked it. And I liked the live shows as well. I remember watching those um, together. But I think it probably... Oh, maybe I'd started to move on. Maybe so. Maybe it got a bit more sophisticated. Yeah. But I would have loved to have seen it come back. And the, the story goes, and whether it's true or not, that they would have brought it back um, when they were in, a, in an old people's home. 
Yeah, I've read something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Could teach yeah. other with the colostomy bags and, and yeah. so on. Still um, kicking shit out of each other, no doubt. Yeah. But sadly, of course, it, it didn't happen. Uh, the first reason it didn't happen is I think Ed Edmondson maybe started to mature. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's done like proper acting or TV acting um, since then. Yeah, so I've never met them, um, but I have stood very close to Ed Edmondson while he was singing with the Bad Shepherds at, at oh, a yeah. gig. Yeah. Um, <laughs> strange occasion. It was at Camp Festival. So we're taking the kids to that. They'd all gone to sleep and I went to go watch Ed Edmondson and the Bad Shepherds. And it was quite busy within there, but there was an area where it wasn't busy. I was like, oh, I'll go and stand over there then, quite close to the stage. And I realised the reason it wasn't very busy is because it was full of sleeping children. So I was, people were looking at me aghast as I was just like tripping over the skulls of their sleeping children. We're getting a bit of a theme going tonight, aren't we, listener? <laughs> well, hang on. What, it's not right? just his own kids. No, I didn't. No, I didn't play bottom with any of those children. If that's what you're implying. I'm, uh, I'm not implying anything, mate. God, I'm not implying. I don't anything. look. I bring, I bring an episode to the podcast. <laughs> I wanted to do bottom, and and, and this is what's happening. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't see and me, and I let him. <laughs> when Frasier was on, you didn't see me accusing you of being an amateur psychiatrist. It's just the things you've said tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they we're talking about one of the silliest sitcoms of all time. Occasionally, yeah. we hear a choir. A man yeah. might walk through the podcast it's, recording. It's one of them nice... Who's in the choir, but he's in the B team of the choir. And isn't the allowed team. to come to the A team rehearsal tonight? Wow. Choir politics on the <sighs> podcast. Wow. I will edit that bit out. Because um, Buddy was furious. Was he? No, he wasn't. Was he incensed? No, he wasn't. But, yeah, I do love Bottom. <laughs> and on that bombshell... We normally um, talk about the spin-off um, opportunities, but you know what? they've been done on this, haven't they? You know what I was going to say? I can't leave any. Because this is it, isn't it? It's these two. Mm. It's these two being as they are, knocking seven bells out of each other and being disgusting together, isn't it? I would have liked to have seen them, though. I have a pitch. And you mentioned Rowan Atkinson earlier on. Mm, yeah. I would have liked to have seen them guesting on an episode of Mr. Bean, <laughs> just coming round his flat. And that just going out at 7pm on a Saturday <laughs> evening to an unsuspecting audience. Yeah, why not? Why not? Rick Mill outshining Ron Atkinson Again. one last time. Well, apparently, yeah, when, he used to, when they used to finish filming a, a Black Adder that he was in, he used to go back to like, the dressing room and say to the rest of the cast, did I win then? <laughs> Meaning, was I funnier than Rowan? As, as Tony Robinson used to say, not really the kind of thing you want in an ensemble cast. Mm. <laughs> that kind of competition. Like it. But it's just that way it was. But, but, he, he was and, but that's how the character was as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was probably still in character, to be fair, when he got, when he got back. Yeah. yeah. Flash out. Brilliant. Absolutely. But the energy. The, the energy, that's that's the one thing I'll take away from, from watching it again. Very English. Slapstick. Double entendres. Well, sometimes just no entendre at all. It was just blatant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so in, in conclusion we, we sort of let them off for being such offensive characters because they are really at the bottom of the room like I say you do still end up ruining for them you still want them to you know succeed in whatever they're attempting fabulous excellent okay so um, fuck off John. 
Well, just, not you. I just can just started talking. Why do you fuck off? Right? I, had, I just started talking with no plan about where I was going to next. Fucking hell, we started that. Should we have a fight? Ago, should, we, should we have a, a slapstick fight? <laughs> should we end? Cause, because, of We're course, every episode of Bottom ends with a nice freeze frame, usually of Richie getting kicked in the nuts. That's true. So, uh, not sure how it'll work on a podcast, but you know. Yeah, let's give it a try. <laughs> I've, I've been John. And I've been John as well. Take this, you bastard. Ah!